0: podcast answer man episode number 164
1: entertaining educational, and encouraging content that makes a difference this is gspn.tv join the community
0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the podcast Answer Man. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft, and I am excited to bring to you another full episode of questions from you, answers from me, and to share a little bit more of my journey in podcasting and new media doing this full time as a career. And we got lots of fun, fun things to talk about today. Well, folks, I want to say first and foremost, it is yet another time in my life uh, where I get to enjoy one of my favorite things to do, and that is to get in front of a group of people and talk. I love it. I absolutely love getting in front of an entire room of people and and just sharing what's on my mind and having them listen is very cool. And of course, where am I going to do that this week? I am going to Columbus, Ohio for Podcamp Ohio 3. That's right. This is the third annual Podcamp Ohio happening in Columbus and if you happen to be anywhere within driving or flying distance and it's within your budget to do so, get to Columbus, Ohio this weekend. It is going to be a blast. In fact, Uh, This weekend, I am going to be doing a session at PodCamp Ohio titled uh, How to Make Money with Your Podcast. So uh, that is going to be one of the talks that I'm going to be giving there. Um, I'm also going to be doing a live recording of a podcast with my co-host Eric J. Fisher for the Social Media Serenity podcast. So I'm going to be doing two different sessions there at PodCamp Ohio. I'm very much looking forward to it. And I will be in the question and answer panel for how to do a live show. Definitely check those things out. Well, hey, I'll tell you what, we do have some Uh, questions and comments that have come in on the voicemail feedback hotline, which, of course, is the only way to get your questions here. So give us a call today, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. It's open to you. The phone number to call in, your questions, your comments, 859-795-4067. Again, the phone number, 859-795-4067. Six, seven. And we're going to start things off with uh, my friend Troy Price, who's out of Frankfort, Kentucky. And uh, he's, got, he's got some feedback um, regarding becoming an expert in your field. Have a listen.
1: Hey, Cliff, this is Troy from Kentucky. I'm calling for the Podcast Answer Man Show. just got to tell you that you are completely right. Specifically, you said that when you, uh, when you do a podcast, that's one f- uh, way that you'll be viewed as an expert in your particular field. Uh, that was exactly true for me. I've got a little hobby on the side of selling stuff at a local indoor flea market, and it's just something I do f- a few, you know, just a few hours a month, frankly, to get a little bit of spending money. And uh, notice that there wasn't a, a podcast about that, and, and so I just sat down, just a few minutes, created a, a, a podcast and a website, you know, on that. Did eleven. 10-minute episodes of the Flea Market Moneymaker Show over at fleamarketmoneymaker.com. And so I've spent a total of, you know, that's like two hours, you know, just putting thoughts out there. Uh, there's, there's a national magazine okay. for flea market vendors called Merchandise, uh, Merchandisers Magazine. And uh, they have a website presence called the Flea Market Zone. I share all that because those are the premier... You know, they've been established and there are forever. The, mag- uh, the website contacted me uh, and wanted to quote me as an expert on some of the tips and the tricks that I shared. So uh, being being featured in like your Premier Industries magazine is a, is a pretty exciting thing, and uh, that wouldn't have happened if I didn't have a podcast about you know the topic. And it, again, it took me a minimal number of hours, so I had certain benchmarks you know to see if it was worth my time to do. And uh, that one little quote you know is, is you know I'm off the charts. I'm off and rolling with this. So. Um, Just wanted to give you encouragement that the things you say on this show is completely right and, you know, I'm living proof of that. So thanks so much.
0: All right, Troy, thank you so much for calling in. And you know what? I, I I always love feedback when somebody calls in and say, you're absolutely right. That's always fun to get as a podcaster. Of course, sometimes you get podcasts that doesn't say you get feedback that doesn't say you're always right. But anyway, it, it is it is absolutely true. It is It is so possible. It is within your reach. Whatever your passion is, whatever your niche is, whatever it is that you enjoy doing, whatever hobby you have. My friends, you can position yourself as an expert in that field. And and let me tell you, what what is an expert? You you might think to yourself, "Okay, there's no way I could be an expert in whatever field I want to be an expert in." Well, I didn't say whatever field whatever field you want to be an expert in. I said or whatever field that you have a passion for. I, and I do believe it's possible to be in a in in a, in a in a position of being an expert. Let me give you an an area where I believe that you can be an expert. And I believe that you can be an expert in the field or where I've been become an expert in the field where you might not think that I could become one. I consider myself now to be an expert in the field of virtual assistance. Okay? Now, that's crazy. That's crazy talk. And the reason why that's crazy talk is because I've never had any experience at all no experience at all with having a virtual assistant until January of this year it's been 6 months that's it so because it's only been 6 months you know you might think well there's just no way cliff could ever be sought after for advice on having a virtual assi- uh, of being you know having a virtual assistant or going to cliff ravenscraft to to ask all your questions well if you go to virtualassistantpodcast.com I beg to differ. Every single week, I get probably about eight or nine voicemail question, voicemail questions submitted to me, asking me for advice, as asking me questions about the topic of virtual assistants and how to become more effective in delegating to a virtual assistant. What kind of software you can use to, um to collaborate on uh with a virtual assistant how you know all these questions and you know what the thing is is that i am you know i am learning every single week as i do this show and so i'm matter of fact i here's here's what i want to do i'm gonna i'm gonna do this i am going to type in i'm gonna go to podcastanswerman.com all right And what I'm going to do is I'm going to go into the search box. There's a little search box up in the header of my site. And and if you type in the phrase podcasting space 101, it will give you some search results. Now, this was so long ago that there are one, two, three, four, five search results. And I have to go to previous results behind that to get all the way back to episode number three Episode number three of Podcast Answer Man. I'm going to play the beginning of this podcast and I want you to hear what I said is my ability to give you information. what? At what level am I qualified to give you a built information on podcasting? Listen to this. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the podcast Answer Man. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft, and this is a podcast production of the Generally Speaking Podcast Network. You can find us on the web at www.generallyspeakingpodcast.com. I'm coming to you today with a podcast titled Podcasting 101, and quite honestly, this is about the level at which I'm qualified to teach. Uh, being a podcaster for o- just over a year now, I have learned a little bit about podcasting. And often in the consulting work that I do, I have individuals who come to me and say, Hey, Cliff, I want to know if you can just give me the basic rundown of how I can start a podcast. Now, I'm going to give just an overview of one way. Now, there have been a multitude of new right. ways. To start- so there you go. This is the level at which I am qualified to teach podcasting 101. And so, yeah, I basically started out with having very little experience. Of course, I had a year of experience at that time, and people already, in their minds, I was already an expert in the field of podcasting. Even by Podcast Answer Man episode number three. In most people's eyes that listened to the podcast at that time, they considered me to be an expert in the field of podcasting. Now, slowly, I came to understand myself how to become an expert in a field that you are passionate about and what it means to be an expert in a field. I, you know, you might define this in different ways and, and maybe that's one thing to think about is that, you know, how do you define what an expert is? Well, what I define an expert is if I'm looking for somebody, you know, to help me learn how to do something, I want to look for an expert in that industry, somebody in that field who has a, some experience to give to me. Now, I, I obviously am, a, I believe, to be an expert in the field of podcasting and new media. How, why am I an expert in this field? Well, I, at the time, even by the time I had recorded Podcast Answer Man uh, episode number three, I was already an expert in the field because at the time, I had I had spent the first year of my podcasting life uh, working 40 to 60 hours a week as an insurance agent, all right? I worked 40 to 60 hours a week as an insurance agent. But when I was not at the insurance office doing insurance sales and customer service and all that other stuff when it comes to a, you know, to to all the work doing all my insurance stuff, I came home and I was working another 40 to 60 hours a week in my free time doing podcasting. Doing, learning about the technology, learning new tools, reading books, uh, lear, reading posts, read, subscribing to blogs, and and just reading anything and everything. Subscribing to other podcasts about podcasting, and I was I was I was just soaking up everything I could learn. And every time I learned something, I'm like, how can I apply this to what I'm doing? How can I do this to? Um, to to connect to my audience. How can I use this to connect my audience to each other? What is, you know, how can I continue to do this in such a way that that this becomes easier for me? How can I do this so that it doesn't take me four hours of post-production for this one episode? You know, and and so I was always improving, always learning. I was focused on this, laser focused on how to be the best at what I was doing. And as I was doing that, Then, um, basically I was able to get to the place where, you know, people understood. It's like, wow, Cliff is already, you know, three steps ahead, 10 steps ahead, 20 steps ahead of where I want to be. You know what? And, and he, he spent hours, if not weeks learning and now years, years learning how to do everything that Cliff knows how to do. I've done more than 2,200 podcast episodes. So I have some experience and I've made a lot of mistakes and what I have to offer to people is that I'm well ahead of them in this journey and I can come alongside them at the beginning of their journey and I can share my experience with them. But honestly speaking, do you have to be five and a half years, 2,200 episodes into this whole deal before you be considered an, an expert? No. At episode number three, I was already an expert in the mind of anybody where I was either one, two, or three steps or more ahead of where they were at the time. Any time that you are are more knowledgeable, more well-versed in the ins and outs of a particular field that you have passion about and you are more so than your audience, therefore you are in their mind an expert on the topic. So you have you have uh, Troy Price who spends a couple hours a week doing flea marketing. All right. Flea marketing. All right. There are trade publications on how to be a successful flea marketer. This this guy, he puts together his thoughts and, and obviously he's 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 had some experience doing flea marketing. He's got he's he's done it. He's actually he's probably, you know, thought out some processes, some systems, and and he has some knowledge and wisdom and experience to share. Things that he knows that other people that do sim do flea marketing don't yet know. And so because he knows a great deal more about things that they don't yet know about, these people will consider him to be an expert, especially when he launches that podcast and and is out there talking in giving episodes and uh, uh, with valuable advice that all of a sudden it's like light bulbs start clicking in the minds of the people who are listening. And it's like, wow, I am so glad I listened to Troy's show this week because that is, I'm so putting that into practice this weekend. And all of a sudden their sales start to explode as a result of the advice that Troy gets. Is Troy an expert in feel in, in, in flea marketing? Absolutely. He is an expert. And that's why, Uh, uh, the industry publication this major magazine for for how to be a successful flea marketer that's why they call him up for a quotation to be put into that magazine within weeks he becomes an expert that is now being quoted in a trade publication i've been quoted in many podcasting uh publications i've been i've I, it's out of this world crazy to me, but I had all—I had only been doing podcasting full time as my career. I had only been doing it as a career for three months when I was contacted by Investors Business Daily. Now, investor Investors Business Daily is a major, major entrepreneurial uh, business publication. And, and, and this, this publication came to me. They did two articles on me. And and I will tell you, it is just unbelievable what they wrote in, my, in, in that article about my business and, and about how I'm an expert in the field of podcasting and how if you are thinking about starting a podcast to help launch your brand and connect with your audience, Cliff Ravenscraft at PodcastAnswerMan.com is the person you need to talk to. So I was viewed as, a, as an expert. And now, virtual assistant podcast, I believe I am an expert in the industry, in the field of becoming a virtual assistant. Now, because I'm an expert, does that mean I know it all? Absolutely not. I am going to tell you right now, I don't know everything there is to know about podcasting. I don't know everything there is to know about new media. And if I did, then I wouldn't, <laughs> then, then I, I mean, well, the thing is, I'll never know. There's always things to learn. There's more mistakes that I need to make. You know, I I, I need to really say something stupid in another podcast and find out how I can totally destroy a relationship with 30 percent of my audience by something I said without even thinking about it. I'll eventually get around to making that mistake. And when I make that mistake, I will have learned something new about podcasting that I don't know today. But I've not made that mistake yet. So I'm still going to I'm still learning. There are still books out there that I can read about branding that I can apply to how that fits into podcasting. There are so many things. But the thing is, though, I continue to move forward and I want to stay steps ahead around, above my audience. I want to stay a couple steps ahead. Now, the thing is, is I'm listen, you're listening to this podcast. There are several people who are listening to this podcast who have been podcasting longer than I have. They have more experience than I do in podcasting they've made more mistakes they've learned more ways of things to do in in more efficient ways they use different technology than i do that i've not even heard of yet and these people you know you know as are would they be experts in the field of podcasting new media yes they would now how many of those people have podcasts out there that that they're that they are the expert in the industry on podcasting a few of them, you know, I think of my friend Ray over at Produ- Produce, uh, well, he's a podcaster studio. I think of my friend Dave Jackson over at the School of Podcasting. I think of my friend Jason Van Norton over at Internet Business Mastery. I think of a bunch of friends of mine. But, I mean, there are still a lot more that listen to the show. And they're experts in this industry, and I look up to them, and they, at the same time, they look up to me. We're we're, we're learning together. We go through this journey. But yes, it, it is possible for somebody who has never used a virtual assistant except for, for the past six months to all of a sudden come in to this online space and say, you know what? I don't know everything there is to know about having a virtual assistant, but you know what? I am going to share with you my journey And the things that I learn along the way. And I'm going to document it for you in this podcast. And by the way, I have access to people who are a part of the virtual assistant industry. I have access to thousands of virtual assistants. And any question you ever have on the topic of virtual assistant, if I don't know the answer to it, I can guarantee you we will get you the answer does that make me an expert in the field of virtual assistants in the minds of my listeners? I am an expert in the field of virtual assistants. And I'll tell you what, what's really cool. And this kind of, uh, this kind of goes along with, uh, uh, two different things. It goes along with the virtual assistant being an expert expert in that field. And it also goes along with this idea of, um, of having a sponsor for your podcast and the value in having a sponsor, so, as you guys know, I actually have a sponsor for the Virtual Assistant podcast. And if you didn't know that, I do. If you head over to virtualassistantpodcast.com, you'll see a little banner over to the side for Contemporary VA. And if you listen to the episodes, you'll hear me mention them and talk about how much I love Contemporary VA. And it's not they're not just an advertiser. They're a company that I have personally used. That's where I got that's where my virtual assistant works that found me And, and I share all that in my journey and everything over there at that podcast. But anyway, I went to them and said, I want you to sponsor my show. And, and I, and I sold it to them and they, and they, they immediately said, yes, Cliff, we want on board. We want to sponsor your show. And by the way, they just renewed their contract. So just got a, just got the new signed contract this week from Heather at CVA and she just renewed her contract for some more consulting. So with that being said, here's the deal. You guys know if you've been listening to this and I recognize there are some of you who are listening to the podcast answer man right now. This is the first time you've ever heard this show. Well, if you haven't ever heard this show before, then just understand that Dan Miller is somebody that I look up to a lot. And he's actually somebody that I've come over the last six months to come to know as a personal friend. And Dan knows a lot about what I'm doing and what my journey is. And so basically wanted to uh, share with him some of the things that have been going. I shared with him the story about contemporary VA and how I got the sponsor for my show. And he was really excited to hear about that. Now, here's the deal. Dan Miller considers me to be somebody to be an expert in the field of having a virtual assistant. And he knows that I've only been using a virtual assistant for a couple of months but he knows that I'm I'm doing a podcast about it. He knows that I'm I'm reading up about it. I'm involved in newsletters that talk about delegation and how to use it. He knows that I'm having interviews. He knows all of these different things. And here's the other thing: not only so much is is this pulling off and and showing me as an expert in the field of podcasting, but because I'm an expert in a field, I am looked up to as somebody who has advice on where to turn for the services that I talk about and these people react and so therefore when I say I love contemporary VA people respond. People have already emailed me and said, Cliff, I just signed up uh, for a 20-hour a month retainer contract for the next year with CVA. Thank you for telling me about them. I absolutely love them. I'm getting those emails on a regular basis. I'm getting people who said, Cliff, I listened to your interview with Gilbert Baloo, who has the VA firm in the Philippines, staffvirtual.com. And I want to let you know I've hired somebody from over there. And wow, it's awesome. And so I'm getting all these people who said, you know, this is great. I love this and you know what I have I have a sneaking suspicion that Dan Miller is listening to the virtual assistant podcast because I know he's actually recently hired a virtual assistant as well but now get this contemporary VA I had never heard about them until I actually was approached by my virtual assistant but listen to this when Dan Miller did his uh, podcast this week he had a call and and listened to the names of virtual assistant firms around the world that are top of mind. In Dan Miller's mind, what comes to mind, what businesses come to mind when Dan Miller thinks of the phrase virtual assistant? Listen to this.
2: Tammy says, Dan, how do I find a job that is online and work from home and that pays well? Well, Tammy, you find that the same way you want to find a job where you go sit in a cubicle every day and they pay you well and you enjoy the work. You just get out here, get in the game and find that. I mean, Google work at home. You're going to find a whole lot of things there. If you go to... You know what? And I'll put this up on our podcast link resources as well. But you can also go to my blog. If you just go to my uh, 48 Days blog, over on the right-hand side, you're going to see the No More Mondays appendix. Now, that's something that I can update it because it's online rather than printed. And I purposely took that out of the books so I could update that. But there's an appendix there. And if you just click on that appendix, you can scroll down, and you're going to see specific resources for working at home they're out there they really are i mean you can go you can be a virtual assistant so you can go to places like odesk or elance or virtual assistant in israel or contemporary va um, contemporary virtual assistant i mean you can go to sites like that and and offer your services i mean those are all legitimate places to uh, contribute work and get paid for what it is that you're doing
0: all right, so here here's the thing. What's really cool about this is where how did Contemporary VA automatically just come top of mind to Dan Miller? I can tell you and I can guarantee you that he had never heard about Contemporary VA until he heard about Contemporary VA from me. Now, Odesk, Virtual Assistant in Israel and all those other places, he had heard about those in other places. But I know for a fact that he heard about Contemporary VA, he heard it through me. And, and why did that stick? Because he when he was looking for a virtual assistant for himself, who did he come to for some advice? Hmm. Why would you go to somebody for advice in that area? Well, anyway, I'll tell you what. We're going to do something I didn't have planned here, but I am very happy to bring somebody onto the line live. Uh, we've got my good friend and one of my clients, Marcus Carey, on the line. Mark, how are you?
3: Cliff. I'm doing just great, and I'm glad to be with you today. I I had to tell you, I had to jump in to let these folks that are listening to you know that even though you provide technical advice through Podcast Answer Man and through your consulting work, these folks need to know that you have a coach's attitude. And the help that you've given to me, both with my broadcast radio show on terrestrial radio, with podcasting, with my vidcasting, all the things that I've done, the encouragement you've given me and the ideas you've given me Are probably at least as valuable, if not more valuable in some sense, than the expertise that you offer that you're talking about today with regard to the technical side of podcasting. And people need to know that because you've got a passion for it. And what you're doing on this podcast and on all the other programming that you and Stephanie do is you're bringing something special to it. And that's why you're succeeding. And don't let the folks that are listening to you fail to recognize that they need to put that same passion into whatever they want to be an expert about, if they want to be as successful as you are.
0: Well, thank you very much, Mark. And, and i tell you, let, let me, uh, let's me let highlight some of the things that you're doing, uh, because I, I think this is interesting to, to bring you in. And if you don't mind, I'd like to talk to you for just a moment about your journey in new media and podcasting and stuff. So you started out with a radio show when you first hired me as a consultant.
3: Yeah, I had a talk radio show in Cincinnati that I'd had for a couple of years. And uh, uh, when I first met you, I was introduced to you by your father, who said, you know, you need to talk to Cliff. He's found a new way to broadcast to a broader audience than what you're able to reach on one of these little antennas. And when I met you, you'd even heard my earlier radio show, uh, The Marcus Carey Perspective, and had listened to it. And as we started to go through this journey of learning, uh, not only have I purchased a lot of equipment from you, But not only I learned how to use it, but I'm an old guy now. I even admit this. I'm an old guy who picked up this late in the game. I'm still learning every day. We just had lunch last week. I learned a lot from you at lunch, a lot of inspirational things. But now I'm doing vidcasting, and now I'm doing a lot of live broadcasting on Ustream from sites all across Kentucky, particularly because my interest is in the area of politics. Uh, I go out and broadcast live events proud to say that with your help, I was able to broadcast a live event, even when some of the big guys who were there with their satellite trucks, when their signal went down. So uh, your expertise has reached the world.
0: This is awesome stuff, Mark. I, I really appreciate that. Uh, and, and here's here's the one thing I love about, about what Mark's doing. And by the way, you can check out a majority of what Mark's doing over at uh, conceivedinliberty.org. And, and, and what I love about what you're doing is that you have a clear passion for it. And, and one of the things that I think that's important to bring out here is when you were doing terrestrial radio, uh, Mark, do, would you mind saying how much you were paying to be on the radio?
3: I don't mind at all. I was paying up. Oh, I hate to say this really. I do, but at one point I was paying as much as $3,000 a month to broadcast, uh, five hours a week from their studios. And I produced. The show with your help uh, on a laptop. I did all of the research. I did all the work. I did all the bookings. Uh, they basically provided me with a studio and broadcast to whatever size audience they might have had.
0: So you're spending three thousand dollars a month, and 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 Mark, let me ask you this. So so you and and well, okay. So you you broadcasted what five days a week? I broadcasted five days a week. And you had this one-hour radio show. Let me—you got up in the morning before you went into your law practice. You went—you got up in the morning. How long did you prepare for each of those shows?
3: You know, I, I'd say on average, I probably had six hours of prep time for each of those shows. I, I mean, it, research. Of course, we wrote some pieces in advance, and of course, I had to do some scheduling in advance. But just the preparation on a daily basis was probably on average five hours, depending on how big the topic was of the day. It may have been more than that. I was getting up at about three o'clock in the morning and working up until eight or nine in the morning every day, getting ready for a show that didn't launch until noon.
0: All right. And so here you were spending a minimum of three hours, as much as six hours preparing for a one-hour radio show that you were spending $3,000 a month to have access to to broadcast out on their radio waves and after you are finished with that 1 hour of radio show expelling all the wisdom and knowledge that you've gleaned from everything in your field and your niche and your topic after spending investing your life into that what did you have to to as as a result afterwards now obviously for $3000 a month the radio station was obviously recording every single word of that and archiving it for you so that you can go back and pull up clips from something you said three weeks ago or three months ago and now you can just prove to everybody you were right because you have that recording they were doing that for you right
3: no actually they weren't in the very beginning our show was was broadcast live so some of the very first shows that I ever did they went out into cyberspace and disappeared or they went out into the the uh, electromagnetic field and they were gone forever But shortly thereafter, I had them record them for me. I provided them with the discs and so on. But the funny thing is, Cliff, once you and I connected, you introduced me to podcasting. You introduced me to new media. And we began archiving our shows on the website. Uh, That involved a little production work on your part. They recorded it, sent it to you. And uh, now we have, you know, I've got years of radio shows out there before I began podcasting. But in the very beginning they weren't they weren't interested in archiving it. They just wanted me to rent the studio.
0: That's all they wanted. And so we came along. Now, Mark, he, the coolest thing in the world is that ever since you've hired me, you have an archive of everything you've said.
3: I sure do. Well Almost everything I've said, I've muted the
0: button occasionally. <laughs> <laughs> but but here's the cool thing is, and 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 uh, Mark's in the field of of uh, mostly in the field of politics and and, and 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 American culture and what's going on in our nation and stuff like that. And, and and the thing is, is you make a lot of predictions. You say, I think this is the direction I'm heading, and uh, the the nation's heading. And I th- I see this, and and I really think that this is going to happen. And what I think is cool about the fact that you have all this recorded and archived is that at any moment you could actually say, you know what, I remember saying that and I can go back into the archives and you can dig that out, pull out that 30 second or that three and a half minute rant that you went on and you can say, you know what, this came from, you know, uh, June 13th, 2005 and I said this, I'm going to play it for you and you can go back and you can play it and you can show just how right you were.
3: Well, I do have those things available to me, but you know what, Cliff? The thing that you've taught me recently is that if I don't stay passionate about what's out there now, the thing that makes me tick every day, gets me up and gets me moving. um, You know, I'm going to lose an edge. So, you know, maybe one of these days, somebody somewhere down the road will go back and find those things and say, you know, he predicted this far in advance. I know Glenn Beck does it all the time. He'll play old clips from his show and predict things, and then say he did it. Rush Limbaugh, a lot of the big talkers, they do that. I'll be honest with you, I am just so busy trying to live today and live life in the here and now. Uh, to go back and do that, let my kids do it.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and that's the thing. You have, this, you have this archive. And the other great thing is, um, you know, what time were you on the radio station, in, on the terrestrial station? Well,
3: I started off with a Sunday evening show. In the very beginning, we did it once a week, and I had kind of a storytelling hour, and that was the one you first got connected with. Uh, and then we started doing an afternoon show, uh, I think it was 12 or one o'clock. And of course we were up against some of the big guys, but we were a local broadcast station. And so we had our own audience and the unfortunate part about it was really is that if you look at the Arbitron ratings book, the first phrase in the book is our margin of error is a hundred percent. Yeah. They're purely guessing. They have no idea what size the audience really is. And everybody knows that if you're listening to the radio in your car, You know, you you drive to the store, you hear a minute or two, you get back in the car, you hear a minute or two, but you don't hear the whole show. That's why those guys repeat things over and over and over again. The beauty of this podcasting that you've taught me is not only is it on demand, that is, if somebody's interested in what you're saying or the very, very few people who are interested in anything I've got to say, tune in, subscribe on iTunes. They've got it. It is now archived for them. They can play it when they want, stop, pause, go back and listen to it, share it with somebody if they think it's worthy of somebody else's attention. So the whole process is actually uh, opened up more windows, opened up the broadcast and the podcast to a broader audience than anything I could have hoped to have done with the radio show in a terrestrial station paying all that money just to reach a very small audience.
0: Absolutely. And and of course and and how, how is that how are you still paying $3,000 a month at the radio station today?
3: <laughs> no, I stopped paying $3,000 a month at the radio station when I started looking at the number of hits you were getting, the number of calls you were getting, and the kind of feedback you were getting. I went, "You know what? Maybe I better listen to this guy. I think he's really kind of got it."
0: And you don't pay me $3,000 a month, because I, I know, because I, I write out your invoice every month. So. No, no,
3: no, no, no. And, and you know what? I'll be honest with you. The, what I do pay you is, is not only worth every penny of it, but in addition to that, you know, I recognize that when you give me advice, it's not to get my business. Yeah. You're not telling me things to get me the, you know, it's not like, do you want fries with that? You know, you're not always offering me the little extra incentive to do something else to make money for you. When I meet with you, like we had lunch last week, the advice that you give, and people that are listening and and are, are considering doing this or using your services need to know, the advice that you give is really more valuable than what they pay for it because of the passion that's behind it. As I said, you've got a coach's attitude. You know, you're more interested in seeing the people that you're helping do well, and that's apparent, than doing well for yourself. Although, I'm just thrilled to death that the rewards are starting to come your way. And I mean, I think your success not only is an example for other people, but it should be for most people a very comforting thought to realize that you've succeeded because you've helped other
0: people succeed. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Mark. Well, I'll tell you what, I'm glad that you called in. I had no idea that you were going to do that, but I'm, I'm very thankful that we have the technology in place that allowed you to do so and uh, I, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing some of the things. I know you and I had some great conversations. I'm really looking forward to 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 seeing how that's all been hashed out in your mind and some of the, the, the next steps in your journey that you're going to take.
3: Well, I had to say it, Cliff. It had to be said by somebody, and I'm glad that I was the guy that got to do
0: it. All right. Well, thank you very much, Mark. Bye. Have a great day. All right. Well, there you go, folks. Uh, the impromptu live call here in the gspn.tv world headquarters studios. Uh, from my good friend Marcus Carey. and uh, yeah, well, that that was boy, my head is too big to fit out the door now. I don't know if I'm gonna be able to have dinner this evening. Uh, it's just blown up that big. Uh, but anyway, let's let's move on to another question. Oh and by the way, I got a I got a voice uh, a, a message in the chat room um, and, and somebody said, wow, that audio is so good for a telephone call. And I want to let you know I am using a i am using a jk audio broadcast host here in the studio uh, and I am using that on a hardline phone and it it's I'm not sure if Mark was calling in on a landline or um, if it was uh, a cell phone, but it comes in pretty well. It, not every single phone call comes in that great. It really depends on the phone line. Okay. Mark says he was on a landline. I, I've had some people come in on uh, cell phones and stuff that are not quite as loud. And it looks like my friend DG has just stepped into the gspn.tv world headquarters. So I'm going to have to wrap up here shortly. Uh, so that we can go into the About the Church podcast. But before I do that, I want to try to answer at least one more call. And uh, let's do uh, TC, who called in about all-inclusive feeds.
1: Uh, Hey, Cliff. This is uh, TC from uh, the Minneapolis-St. Paul area, the Twin Cities. Um, and uh, I just wanted to uh, say I enjoy the show, a uh, very good show. And uh, I had a question for you regarding, uh, for Podcast Answer Man. Um, my question is, if, 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 um, if uh, myself or someone else, or like you do, uh, broadcast many shows, uh, more than one, could you create a, a master um, a RSS feed Uh, for iTunes and anybody else that uh, picks up the feed, and would there be any ramifications uh, to doing such a thing? That's it. Take care. Thanks.
0: All right, TC, thanks for calling in. Uh, By the way, folks, anybody can call in 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Leave your questions and comments here for Podcast Answer Man at 859-795-4067. And, of course, I want to answer TC's question. And the question is, yes, you can create a all-inclusive feed. There are a couple ways that you can do that. I have a total of 20 different shows or more. I might have 22 now. If you go to gspn.tv... And if you go to gspn.tv slash feed, F-E-E-D, you will see that RSS feed includes every single show that I ever release on the gspn.tv website. And uh, now, of course, that's my all-inclusive feed. Now, I use that to send it on to FeedBurner and then to do all the kind of meta tagging and everything of that feed. And then I submit that into iTunes, and that's my gspn.tv all-inclusive feed feed. Now, another thing that I do is I actually create categories in WordPress. And because I create categories in WordPress, I can actually assign individual podcast episodes to a singular category. So for example, this would be gspn.tv slash category slash it might be Pam, P-A-M, or it might be spelled out podcast answer man. I'm not even sure which way it is. But anyway, if you go into that category and then put slash feed, at the end of that, it will give you an RSS feed just for that category. And so what I suggest doing is using WordPress number one and assign, if you're going to have multiple podcasts, assign a category to each podcast and then each podcast will have its own RSS feed. And if you want to be able to do an all-inclusive feed, you just use the main feed from RSS, from, uh, from WordPress, and that will have all the different categories included. So I hope that all made sense. Now, what happens though if you have an if you have a website for podcast A, a website for podcast B, and a website for podcast three? They're all three different uh, WordPress installations. Well, then you can use something called Yahoo Pipes. You just go to go to do a search for go to Google and do a search for Yahoo Pipes. It'll pull up. Uh, it's so funny because I wouldn't even go to Yahoo search. I, I haven't done that in years. But anyway, go to Google, do a search for Yahoo Pipes. And what you can do is there's a, the ability to say, I want you to take the this RSS feed, I want you to take this RSS feed, and this R, so RSS feed from this site A, RSS for site B, and RSS for site 3. And I want you to pipe all three of those, channel it down into a new RSS feed. And, and you can actually even, you, you could even get really crazy. You can say... Ignore any entry that has this word in it, or this phrase, or these letters in it, and, and so you can really get crazy with it. But Yahoo Pipes is a way to actually take multiple RSS feeds and then turn it into one singular RSS feed, which then you could take over to Feedburner for meta tagging and then submit it onto iTunes, and that's how you could do it that way. You asked, are there ramifications for doing so? And yeah, I guess you could probably consider some ramifications. One ramification is if it's really an important desire of yours that your podcast show up as the number one podcast in whatever category you are in. Well, if you actually have more than one feed in iTunes, well, some people in your audience is going to subscribe to your all-inclusive. Some are going to subscribe to the individual And if you were instead to only have one feed, well, most people are going to subscribe to that one feed, which actually jumps the statistics and and the subscription numbers higher for your one individual feed. giving you better rankings in iTunes. So, but to be honest with you, if you've listened to Podcast Answer Man for long enough, you know that I really don't care about stats. Those things aren't really the end all be all that you think they are. If you haven't listened to Podcast Answer Man long enough to understand why I feel that way, I encourage you to start listening from this episode and work backwards through the feed and just start listening to some of the philosophies and thoughts that I've shared over the years. And if you still have questions and you don't want to go into the archives, you can always call me on my voicemail feedback hotline, ask the questions, and I'll answer them again. The phone number, 859 859- Seven nine five four zero six seven. and hey by the way this podcast episode is sponsored by me that's right Cliff Ravenscraft bringing you this episode and by the way I want to tell you real quick about the product that I want to push on you this week if you don't mind and if you do mind just stop the recording right now but anyway I want to tell you about Social Media 101 Social Media 101 is a two and a half hour video training product where I teach how I created my brand online, how I built community and relationship, how and why I use WordPress, what plugins I use to, to, to do, uh, you know, commenting on my services, how and why I use Twitter and Facebook and how I use email and podcasting comments and, and the philosophy about how I've built my brand using social media. I have people all the time pay me $150 an hour for consulting one-on-one, but instead you get two and a half hours of this for $100. That's social media 101. Are you interested? Send me an email, cliff at podcastanswerman.com. Again, send me an email, cliff at podcastanswerman.com. Put "Social Media 101" in the subject line, and I will let you know how you can get your hands on that training. By the way, it's five set five different videos that you can download to your computer, have for reference forever. If you've got a slow computer, I actually even have flesh embedded uh, ep, uh, versions of it on the website. Email me. This episode sponsored by Cliff J Ravenscraft of Podcast Answer Man. I'd love to, to have you take advantage of that product. God bless you all. I'll be back again next week. And until then, I encourage you to join the community.